Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for Thursday, April 22nd. Alex. I have a question for you before we even talk about any basketball. Okay. Ready? Do you hear the birds chirping outside my window? No. Okay. This has been, there's, I've had some pretty bad luck in my last couple apartments with noises that bugged the shit out of me. And over the last, I think it's been like a week now. There's, it's not even right outside my window, but it's, I, there's, my building is three buildings and they're like, and there's like a like a like a common area with a pool and like like trees and stuff out in the middle of the buildings and it's out there and i can't be the only one that hears it all night because it forest, is, dude. these these birds they chirp at each other trying to carve out a space in the trees i think they're trying it. to i think they're trying to oh get busy yeah Maybe. i think they're trying to bone no i think well it's all part of it you know, if you're I bachelor, did some research, your bachelor bird and you stake out your own tree. I, then I did some mean, research. Why would a bird be chirping all night nonstop? And yeah, one what of did the it answer, say? I, I did the same research because my parents' house used to have it. I one of the sleep. answers was it could be like a male bird trying to get his bump and grind. Get on. his beak wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, good start. But there could be other. I th- there was some other ones, but that was the one that stuck out to me. Mm. And then there was one that's like some birds are quiet during the day and loud at night. I don't know. Bunch like they sing at night. I don't know. But dude, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I don't hear it though. But that w- that actually would drive me crazy. Uh, yeah. T- tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been recently, so maybe they're just here for like. And you just just moved in i don't know i gotta (laughs) but the other thing is i live in an an apartment building with a bunch of old people so they may not even hear it like i might be the only one who hears it and i also might be going crazy maybe there is never be able to confirm it you're just not gonna you you won't know but i do live in a like a condo that like with an association that i feel like if people were annoyed enough they go get that damn bird Mm -hmm. or like move like politely move the nest somewhere else How's an old person going to get up there? I don't know, but I, I and this is going to be bad. And maybe I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but I've had this issue once before. I believe, I want to say it was when I lived in Memphis, Tennessee. But the the bird, like the tree was right outside my bedroom window and the bird, like I could see the bird. And at one point I just got a broom and just shook the tree. And Dude. Just... <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what else? I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. You didn't have to, you didn't have to rattle his cage with a broom. He wasn't it? there. No, no. He wasn't okay, there. That's good. Or the, well, was there the, beds the, in it? 
No. Well, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> see. You don't know. But I got rid of that. That. No, that, that's uh, fair. I think that's fine. No, I mean the bird. Either I mean, even if I I didn't like kill the bird, I yeah, just he, killed the nest. Right. So they had to go build it somewhere else. You evicted him. It was it was an eviction, yeah. a bird eviction. This one's this one I couldn't do that even if I wanted to. I'd be searching around this big outdoor <laughs> area, just like look climbing trees looking for birds. Yeah. Speaking of birds, the hawks. I oh my god, that's crazy. I was going to do that before. I'm not even kidding. I had that teed up to transition to the hawks. Wow. Okay. Well, I beat you to it. Same page. That's why I'm the first voice. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh well, I was thinking like these last few weeks, these it's happening every night. And now these next, other than when Steph Curry goes nuts, but I feel like the theme of these last few weeks is going to be Eastern conference playoffs. Mm-hmm. Cause it just feels like looking at the standings, there's not going to be any crazy action in the West. Like it's kind of set up. There might be a little bit of movement, but like the plan is pretty much set. Maybe there'll be some movement between Dallas and Portland but those top five teams are pretty much set and no one really cares mm-hmm. like the seating, but in the East, we're still at a point where four through seven are all a game and a half from yep. each other. And, and then, we're not even at least and, I'm not go ahead. Sorry. And the playing games are now right. super close too. So, and every night now, I mean like tonight, half of the Eastern conference playoffs played and big implications in these games, including the Hawks. game. What were you going to yep. say? Uh, I can't quite remember. I know it was only a couple seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you your shot. This is your big, this is your. Oh, I guess, is, I guess what I was going to say break. is like, I'm not totally sure of those, the teams between four and seven, like who's actually good and who's, you know, it is not, you know, like it I, is. Yeah. Both because of injuries. Right. Right. And just inconsistency. Absolutely. And I, well, here's the thing. And I, and I was, I was thinking about that too. And the first game, we'll we'll talk about the Knicks and the Hawks. It was a very good game. Went to overtime. Uh, If a, like no one wants to buy this, but if a, if there is a team that has shown the most consistency this year of any of these teams, it's the Knicks. They have pretty much been the same team all year. They play great defense and Julius Randles just dominated. And Certain guys have stepped up here and there. RJ Barrett started to play better and they got better when they got Derrick Rose, but like they're the hottest team in the NBA right now. They've won eight in a row. They are now the fourth seed in the East, which is just mind blowing to even think about. But the, the story, we'll talk about them in a second. The story of this one is injuries. Trey Young. Trey Young uh, gets hurt. The, the Hawks were winning this game, by the way. And then Trey Young got hurt. Went down with an he stepped went up for a shot came down on someone's foot, rolled his ankle. X-ray is negative, but he had to be helped off the court. Uh, he'll have he's having an MRI tomorrow. I gotta think it's not a tear. Like ankles are not usually like tears. Right now, you're worried about a fracture, if anything. But but you would see a fracture on an X-ray. The X-ray was negative. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. The yeah MRIs for like ligaments and that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So. It sounds like probably not a season injury, but if it's a high ankle sprain, then are the Hawks are fucked, right? Like, I would that you, I'm not so sure of just because I, I'm so low on Trey Young. Like, I, I am I, too, but it's just this, this team. They're worse. Well, this team that wasn't a very good offensive team in the beginning of the year that has been a better offensive team since they got Nate McMillan has pretty much shown that when Trey Young is not on the floor, they're not a great offensive team. Um, and I just, they're so injury riddled. They've been so injury riddled all year that everything is so built around him. They can't afford to lose Trey Young for a long period of time. They're going to be in the playoffs. I just mean this, the difference, but the, we're, what we're talking about now is let's say Trey Young misses two weeks. That's the rest of the season almost. And we're talking about one and a half, two games is the difference between the four seed and being in the play in and then one game and you're out or two games and you're out. So mm-hmm. it's a huge deal. Whether, you know, whether you buy Trey Young, like, you know, long-term championship playoff run, whatever, in terms of just the difference between being a, a lock for the playoffs and a, and a playing game, it's a huge thing for them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and then Clint Capella got hurt. He stayed in the game and he finished with 25 and 22. But I his injury actually looked 
worse, I thought. He had like an awkward step, also stepped on someone's foot. But it looked like he like hyperextended his hip or something and then fell backwards, just like straight up fell backwards onto his like tailbone. He was just like holding his lower back. He looked like he was in a ton of pain, but he stayed in the game. So, but they, they just, they are so fragile. They're like on the, the, the thin ice of being a borderline playoff team or being a top four team. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's their, I think we talked about their schedule last night actually, but. I, uh, I do think they're a lock for the playoffs at this point. Well, yes. Well, they're a lock to at least be in the play-in game because mm-hmm. the play-in, I mean, they would have to, they are seven and a half game, or excuse me, six and a half games up of the right. 10 seed. So they're going to be in the play-in. I mean, it's not They have course. a rough stretch coming up. They, they have Miami, Milwaukee, and then Detroit and two against Philly. That's what I mean. So, it's just yeah. like, as no matter what, and I look, you know how I feel about Trey. I feel the same way. You, I mean, I've, I've, been pretty hard on the guy. And not only that, I was going to crush the guy tonight for the glasses that he's wearing because of his bruised eyelid or whatever, but I can't now because he actually did get hurt for real. Um, bruised eyelid. That's what he said. Is an eyelid. That's insane. I guess he got elbowed in the face and he, mm-hmm. he has like a bruise. I guess he, they said he has a bruise under his eyelid and he, and it, and he doesn't want it to get hit again. Cause it really hurts. So he's okay. wearing glasses. Yeah. Glasses don't look good, by the way, if you haven't seen They them. are. Well. They look, They might look good on somebody that's cooler than him, but he. There you go. Yeah. I, I think we've, I think we've established that the things that don't look good on Trey Young could potentially look good on other people. Yeah. But Trey Young already, I mean, the hair and the glasses now, it just. McDonald's jumpsuit. He definitely <laughs> looks like a character out of a movie yeah. with the glasses. I mean. He, he, he could have been in, what's it called? Semi-pro. Uh, semi-pro, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's yeah, it's a rough stretch, so we'll see. But I, I do think with their depth, you know, with without him, you're either starting Lou Will at the point or Brandon Goodwin, who, strangely enough, Nate McMillan decided to go with down the stretch, which, you know, they ended up coming back and going to overtime and whatever, so maybe it was like a defensive thing. But, you know... I think they are a worse team. Obviously, it's you can't and you can't deny they're a worse team without Trey if he's out for long term. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm I'm just not super worried. I, I don't know. I'm more I'm look. I, I'm with you. I'm just saying. I, I think what what the difference in what we're thinking is you're thinking. Well, even if they have Trey Young, they're going to lose in the playoffs. Okay. I'm thinking if they don't have Trey Young, they're going to be a eight seed instead Straight of a four seed. Clawing, you know? yeah, yeah. That's that's really what I'm because for the playoff race, it's a huge deal. Yeah, for their for their season, yeah. I mean, they're going to lose. I mean, they're dangerous, but they'll they'll lose to any of the top teams that are above them. Yeah. The Knicks, though, good. I mean, J- Julius Randle. This is the second game in a row too that their offense has looked really good, and they are just humming. And then Julius Randle, forty and 11, 40 points, eleven rebounds, six assists, six of eight from three. Dude's like a sharpshooter. It's crazy. It's it, it is crazy. Their whole um, team shot really well tonight, but they they, game do, in they have the these guys that can, you know, get hot. They, yeah. And if they're all shooting well on the same night, you're probably not going to win that game. Like, and it was not a great defensive game for them. They gave up 127 points. Right. That's a bad sign for the Hawks. By the way, if you could, if you still score 127, if you score 127 points on the Knicks and lose, mm-hmm. you're either either your defense had an awful night or watch out the rest of the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if, if the Knicks, it. if the Knicks offense has clicked somehow clicked at this point in the year where they're scoring this many points in a night, Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Cause that defense is, is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, it's exciting. I hate, I hate to say it. I know people don't want to hear it or certain fan bases don't want to hear it. A lot of fan bases don't want to hear it. They're fun, man. It's fun to see the Knicks being well. And, and another thing from this game, I know it's at the expense of Trey Young being hurt, but seeing Lou Williams and Derrick Rose battling each other for playoff positioning warms my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. 
You know, I, I, Lou Williams was probably on the floor with the Sixers when Derrick Rose shredded his knee in the playoffs. That one time. Like it goes was that, that far against back. the Sixers. Yes, it was. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. But uh, that's how far back it goes. You know, I know. So it's just cool to see Lou home helping a team fight for the playoffs and Derrick Rose rejuvenating one of the most storied franchises that's been awful for so mm-hmm. long. And then them fighting, like battling it out for playoff is just cool. Like yeah. just watching. And then, so this game, so now the Knicks move up to four, the Hawks move down to five, but also, but of course it becomes even more important because the heat won. Uh, they won their third game in a row. They beat the Spurs 107-87, and this is the, I, I I would imagine based on the way the Heat have played this year, second this is it's their second game in a row winning by twenty. It's got to be the first time they've done that this year. They just don't beat teams like this, like yeah. like beat up on teams. They usually even when they have good defensive games, which they had obviously tonight. Jimmy Butler comes back and miraculously they hold the team to eighty seven points. <laughs> um, I don't remember them winning back-to-back games by 20 or more. Yeah, well, you would know because you, you've got a whole other Heat podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, although the last one was against the Rockets, so does that really count? I think so because it is important to just beat the shit out of teams that you're supposed to, I think. You know? Yeah, you're not supposed to beat the shit out of the Spurs, by the way. Like the Spurs no, aren't I mean the Rockets. Yeah, 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 you're I right. I just mean the Rockets. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was thinking too, you know, like Bam only played 30 minutes in this game. He had 23 points. I'm wondering, I was talking with, I had my, did my other show with Norris earlier today, our heat specific show. And we were talking about like what that kind of shot can do for a guy that he made against Brooklyn the other night, that game winner. If, if that was like the catalyst for him, become like saying to himself, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a go-to scoring option. I wouldn't mind seeing a little like a Julius Randall esque run from bam here to end the season where he just takes over because mm-hmm. the mean, offense a... has just been okay right like all year the offense has just just been okay but if bam could take like most teams can't stop him he can't shoot at that i mean he's not he's never he's not taking any threes let alone going six for eight but from a skill like from every other skill that julius randall has that he has brought to the knicks bam is does just as well mm-hmm. he just can't shoot it like that I'm a big believer in, in that sort of like that confidence boost that can stick with a guy. Like just imagine the rush of hitting that shot. And and like, I think it could carry over to, to a really nice stretch from him. Cause yeah. I mean, just the way he looked in the playoffs last year, like we expected a huge leap this season. He's been good, but he hasn't mm-hmm. taken that leap. So right. maybe, maybe it's a start. Um, and then the other guy who I was really happy to see play well, because this is another guy we talked pretty extensively about today is Tyler hero who Heat fans were just totally shitting on the past week because he's been mm-hmm. playing really bad. And then this report came out, not even a report, there's a podcast, I guess there's a report where Ethan Skolnick basically said that the organization's been worried for months about um, his, life, right? about his celebrity status and the way he is off the court and all that shit. I'm like, you, I mean, dude, so you waited till he's having like his worst stretch of the season to to say that your sources say that the organization has been worried about him for months. Right. He's yeah, fucking well. 21 years old living in Miami. Mm-hmm. What do you want from him? Like what do you he's want? not having that. I mean, he's having, he's a, having bad a bad stretch. Year. He's having a bad year. Uh, he's just not, he hasn't improved. Uh, it, it, he is, he's not having a good year. And I think part, it, a lot of it became the conversation of, if Old Depot comes back, who plays none or, or hero? Like who should sit? Because before none sat when Vic played, but none's playing well and Tyler Hero's having a bad year. So it started this whole debate of who should play. And then people were like, well, well, Tyler Hero's having a bad year and he's not as good as we thought. And it, people are just like, I mean, it's down on him. And it, I just was like, man, give the kid a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a different player in the playoffs last year after uh, just a. Oh, and now they're even. Oh, they even went as far as to be like, oh, but we know the truth. If you look at the numbers, he wasn't as good as we thought he was in the playoffs. Like, what? What are you talking about? That's that's. Are we going to look at the numbers or are we going to watch the run that the Heat made to the finals and Mm -hmm. judge off of that? Yeah. You know, (laughs) the best defenses in the league, you know? Yeah. Like, Like, oh, he wasn't that great against the Lakers. Yeah. (laughs) 
Thir- 14th pick in the NBA draft in their rookie season usually aren't that great against the best defense in the NBA, NBA champions in the NBA finals in their rookie year. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. It's been it's, frustrating me all day because I was just like, what are, because I was getting ready for that show and I was reading articles and stuff. And I was just like, God, how can these people even like, why even bring this stuff up? It's just so absurd to, to talk about the, in a shortened season, you know, with no off season to really get better with, you know, not really knowing what the lineup's going to be. Am I starting? Am I coming off the bench? Who am I playing with? That's I, I would imagine it back-to-back shortened seasons to start your career. Nothing's comfortable. How about maybe talk about any of that stuff other than his that The fact that he has his own cereal, like, <laughs> like who gives a shit? Like who cares? He should do that stuff. Great. Yeah. Good for him. You know, are they called heroes? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. They're like fruity. I think I honestly don't know much about them. Okay. But, but yeah, it, it, it got me really frustrated. And then he, tonight he had 22, he went five for six from three, eight of 13 from the field. So I was happy to see that. And I won't be shocked if by tomorrow, everyone's talking about how great he is again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's the, the way cycle. it works. Uh, so now the heat sit at half a game out of sixth place. So four through seven now is Knicks at 33 and 27 Hawks at 32 and 27 Celtics at 31 and 27, (laughs) and then the heat at 31 and 28. And I don't think any of the teams below the heat, Charlotte could still play their way into that, but I feel like with their injuries stuff there, it's going to be tough for them. They seem to be getting injured at the wrong time and then the teams below that won't be it. So I think it's going to be a battle between those four teams and we won't really, I bet we won't know until late in the, the last week. Yeah. What the, order, I, what the order is going to be. And I, I expected it to be the opposite. I think I said a couple of times on here how like, Oh yeah, over the next two weeks we'll get some separation here, but it's just been wire to wire this middle of the East. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And the heat have a relatively easier road than this next little stretch they have is not super tough. I know they have some easy games coming up and they've won three in a row. So well it it'll be uh interesting to see how that that race shakes out. That's probably gonna be the funnest part of these next couple of weeks leading into the playoffs because everything else is kind of like and then I guess seeing who comes back healthy and how they look because every team has something. And you look yeah. at the top, I mean we'll talk about Philly in a second, but Philly has it, Brooklyn obviously and and even the Bucks like Giannis has been on and off. So yeah, but but those teams aren't. I mean, th- that's not going to change those top three. Maybe the yeah. order. Maybe the order. Maybe one and two. But uh, and then 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 with the East, we have the play-in situation, which now is the the Wizards. It's getting weirder. The Wizards beat the the Warriors tonight, one eighteen, one fourteen. Uh, Steph had one of his worst games of the year, I guess. Probably, I guess if you if you look at it in the context of what he's been doing the last like what month, mm-hmm. I mean, one yeah. of the best stretches in NBA history, he goes seven of twenty five from the field and two of fourteen from three. So that terrible game. Uh, they actually that loss puts Golden State at nine. So they're they're fine. Like, see that that's what I'm saying. Like New Orleans is three and a half games out of the play. And so those teams, it seems like with 14, yeah, that, 15 games, left, something that those, really crazy would have to happen. I feel yeah. Like. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess any of those teams could go on a losing streak, but I just don't mm-hmm. see it happen. But like, but the Pels have lost four in a row. It's not right. like they're, they're, oh, no, they're, they're, and they're, they're just, crumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Crumbling. So, but as far as the wizards go, so now the wizards have won six in a row. They're the second hottest team in the NBA. Russell Westbrook has another triple double with 20, this time with 20 rebounds. Uh, and then after the game, he had a great quote. It was something like, you want me to make shots? I can do that. You want me to rebound? I can do that. You want me to pass? Yeah, I can do that. You want me to coach? Shit, I'll do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty badass. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's a gangster. He did have nine turnovers, though. <laughs> Sorry, just I know. I, he, I, he's yeah. just, oh, I didn't. He shot. It was five of 17 from the yeah, field. I mean, like, yeah. it wasn't a good game. But, but again, but hey, Brad Beal had 29 and they're winning games. Mm-hmm. You can't. We we complained about him all 
at the beginning of the year because they were losing. We I mean, can't yeah. complain about them when they're winning. It's true. You, you can say whatever you want. If they're winning games, they're winning games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unfortunately another injury in this one. This one bad. Danny Avdia. Uh, Alex is a big fan of Danny. I am. Uh, he's out for the year. Fractured his ankle in this game. So that sucks for them. He was starting for them. He, I guess, playing pretty good for them. Now we got to see how that changes their rotation. The kid that they got from Chicago, uh, Chandler Hutchinson, hasn't been playing, and I don't think he's hurt. So I would – and I thought he played pretty good when the trade first happened. Yeah, I did too. He flashed a little bit. So I think I wouldn't be shocked to see him get some run here, potentially mm-hmm. even start uh, to replace him. Or the, the guy Garrison Matthews, who's like one of their – another white shooter. Right. Because I, I think they'll want to keep Bertans coming off the bench. Yeah, I mean, he's comfortable there. But I got to give some credit, you know, to this, to, to Washington's front office, man. They, they've done they, – all these moves, we like sort of question Russ and this and that, but I, I was looking at this team and I'm like, if you don't make this Russ move and John Wall's still there, this team is probably one of the worst teams in the NBA this year. I do think that's the difference between Russ and John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? And they definitely like they definitely wouldn't have turned it around with John Wall after the start. Like if they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the exactly. fact that exactly. Russ was hung in there and helped him turn it around is huge. And then this that deal that they made at the deadline, getting rid of Mo Wagner and Troy Brown, who's fine, rotation player. And even if Hutchison doesn't play, Gafford looks great. Yep. And we said that when that trade happened, that he's a high upside guy. He had 19 and 10 tonight. He's been playing really good off the bench for them. Mm-hmm. And it's allowed them to not really play Robin Lopez. It's always they, kind of a plus. They <laughs> look, I mean, they've career. started, they start Alex Len, who played 13 minutes, and then Robin Lopez got nine and Gaffer got 24 minutes. That's huge for them if they don't have to play those guys. If they could split up the minutes evenly and then Gaffer develops into like a legit center for them. It's, yeah. With That's Thomas, a, man, because they lost Thomas, Thomas Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. yeah. Rui Hachimura was out tonight too. I think like, well, There's... he's been he's been in and out all year. I feel like. Yeah. What is wrong with him? I didn't even notice he was out. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't. It just says that he's out on their knee. injury page. It is knee. It was this knee. I guess whatever the knee thing that he had before. Um. Uh, and so now the Wizards are there in tenth because the Bulls lost tonight, and the Bulls are absolutely blowing it right now. They got smoked by Cleveland tonight. Like it was not even a game at any point from the very beginning. Cleveland came out and just dog walked them. Um, no Zach Levine. And ever since the Zach Levine first like got nicked up, this team has not really totally been right. Mm-hmm. They won their last two games. They turned it around a little bit and he was out, but he's been nicked up for a while and he, they just, they just haven't really been the same since, you know, that since the deadline when he, I, whatever happened to him and he wasn't sort of playing well because of the injury, it's clearly you know, changed this organization. Yeah. And for anybody I, who, by the way, for anybody who questions whether this kid is a franchise player or not. Right. Yeah. At one point we were like, this team's locked to be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he hasn't been playing well because of this injury. Now he's out and they're, I don't even think they're going to be in the play. To me, this is a pretty damning stretch for Vucevic. Like, I know he's he's in a new situation and he's got to get used to it, but like, they're a, they're just playing so bad since he's gotten there. That's true. And like, his numbers are. I mean, he played really bad tonight. He was four for twelve, but his numbers otherwise have been solid in losses. Mm-hmm. And like, that is ultimately going to be his career. I think. I mean, this was supposed to be that piece that that took the Bulls from like a bottom of the East or like, I'm sorry, seven, eight seed type team to maybe like next year. They're, yeah, yeah. They're really good. And top four or five, not looking like that. And that could change next year, but I don't know, man. It, it just seems like that's who he Vucevic is a great player on a bad team is going to be his ceiling. That's not good for the bulls. No, but that being said, we got to see what they what this looks like with a healthy Zach Levine. Yeah, I with feel continuity like, as well. I feel like Zach Levine has not been fully healthy almost the entire time they've had Vooch. Mm-hmm. I just so, feel like they shouldn't be this bad. Is my point? You know, no, they shouldn't lose to the Cavs by almost twenty and be getting really absolutely smoked the whole game. Yeah, that's bad. But that's what happens sometimes with young teams. 
even though this isn't really that young, look at their starting lineup. That's not a young team. I mean, Patrick Williams, mm-hmm. Daniel Tice, Vucevic, and Garrett Temple. And then coming off the bench is Thad Young, Sadoransky, Denzel Valent. Like, that's not a young team. No, there's plenty of veterans in there. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm saying. I think they're, I think this might be a little bit too much to overcome. Mm-hmm. Who knows? They're still only what, a game out of the play. And so right. anything's possible. It's all going to depend on Zach Levine. Because this that, like, yeah. stupid plan. Yeah. But what I was going to say was, I think that the Wizards, the way they're playing, could creep. They might be able to creep up to eight. Because Possible. I don't know if there's enough games. I think they definitely could creep up to nine and pass the Pacers. Because the Pacers, who they won tonight, they played OKC. They beat OKC 122-116. But they still, I mean, look at this starting lineup, dude. This is lineup they're rolling out there. O'Shea Brissett started at center. No Sabonis. We know Miles Turner is out indefinitely. Uh, and obviously the other guys who haven't been playing. Like This team could easily go on a little skid here and fall behind the Wizards, which would be crazy. It does. I mean, if you're a Pacers fan, you, you, you're almost at the point where you write off this whole season. It's just too It's too many injuries. Like you, like are you and, and this is what I was going to say, because the Raptors won tonight. They beat the... The, the Nets, Kyle Lowry's playing now. They basically have their, their healthy team and they've won four in a row. They're half a game out of the play and they could catch the Pacers too, the way they're playing. Yep. And if you're a Pacers fan, you kind of got to think like, maybe that's better. Yeah, screw it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about writing the whole thing off. Like this clearly isn't your year for the Pacers. It doesn't mean your franchise is trending downward. It's actually the opposite in my opinion. She got boned this year, so yeah, like like everyone else. Yeah. Like if they if they fall behind the Wizards and the Raptors, they would be 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8. They'd be like ninth or 10th in the draft mm-hmm. with that before the lottery. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get a pretty good player. Not that they need another young player, but they also technically don't really have their franchise. Like they have a, they have franchise esque players. Mm, they don't have, yeah. They don't have that guy. They don't have right. a dude, you know, and then, and you're never going to get a dude in Indy unless you draft them, really. So maybe that's the way to go if, I, if you're them. Because uh, you're definitely not making it as a, I mean, you're, you're playing in the play in either way, and you're probably getting beat pretty bad unless somehow these guys come back healthy. Yeah. And uh, then if you say you survive that, you're going to get crushed by Philly or the Nets in the playoffs probably. Right. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I mean, dude, the Eastern Conference playoff is just fun, man. It's it's just a wild, you know, why it's going to be wild to see these last few. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Speaks. Uh, your boys lost tonight, but I did see that Joel Embiid shot. Dude, that was insane. Phoenix beat Philly 116-113. Uh, but Joel Embiid, uh, Chris Paul missed a free throw with 0.8 seconds left, up three, with I guess Philly had no timeouts. Yep. And Joel Embiid caught it off the rim and in all-in-one motion threw it the length of the court. And almost banked it in. It was pretty wild. It was incredible. If you haven't seen it, look at it. I mean, the post game show, like on like in local in the Philly area, led with the shot. You know, like we they were talking about a missed shot for ten minutes after the game. That's how remarkable it was. But this is the first time in a long time coming off of a loss where I feel like good about the team because they're missing Simmons and Harris, right? Steph. 
or Seth? Seth. Steph. The Steph what? game. Oh, oh. No, I mean, well, I feel they, really didn't good they lose about that. This. Didn't they lose that game too? Yeah, but I feel like real like the way this team looked tonight without. Oh, got it. Got it. I thought you mean just like, not, I thought you meant more like not feeling bad about losing. No, I'm feeling good about, and I'll tell you why. It's because the I role feel players, better about losing I, than winning. <laughs> no, you, you didn't watch too much of this game, right? I, I watched mean, the first half. I changed it to the Knicks-Hawks uh, game in the second half. Tybal is legitimately special defensively. Yeah, I like, think that and, was kind of established though, right? Well, he he... I had a my buddy who is a Suns fan, one of the only ones on the planet, tell me like that's the toughest game I've seen for Devin Booker with a guy on it. Like Thibel locked up Devin Booker tonight. Um, then you've got Danny Did, Green didn't lock up Chris Paul though. No, I mean Chris Paul is just an animal. But I, the bench players and the role players look so solid, and they look better than they did all season. So just you know when. Tobias Harris is back to provide offense. I think this team's going to pick up right where they left off. And Ben Simmons is back to provide defense. You're right. right yeah. Were you just not going to mention Ben Simmons? <laughs> I purposely left him out. I can't stand him. They're a different team defensively without him. Clearly. Yeah. They're, they're less good of a defensive team. It's wild to me that the guy is a, like, has this chance to win defensive player of the year. And you just are like, Thibault's a better defender than him. I'm dead serious. I, I, like, he can't guard a five, which Simmons can try to do, but Thibault is a better one-on-one defender than Ben Simmons. It's true. I, hey, you watch them more than I do. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people who would disagree. They yeah, would, yeah. That's fine. I'm, I'm ready to take <laughs> the heat on that. You would die on that hill. Mm-hmm. Look, I mean, they, Ben. And- I've said this a lot. Ben Simmons is an outstanding, like, team defender like wreaking havoc and getting blocks and steals and stuff but Thibel can make your best players night really 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 tough and I don't think Simmons can necessarily do that I'm serious I'd rather have Thibel on Durant than Ben Simmons how about that Durant's gonna get get 30 regardless but I'd rather have (laughs) Thibel on him than than Ben Simmons I guess that might be my hottest take on the history of the pod it, it truly might be. I think the only, the only, my only concern, I, I would, I would go with Simmons. My only concern with Simmons is I've always questioned like how much he likes playing basketball. So and on any given night, is he going to just not give a shit and play bad defense? That's kind of yeah, he's where my thing yeah. is. So like if he's, if it's the playoffs and I feel like he'd probably be locked in in the playoffs. He's not. He's disappeared several times in the playoff. Yeah, but has he always been this good of a defender? I, I, he makes me so has, frustrated. Has he always had Doc Rivers, who has clearly played some kind of voodoo mind trick on him to convince him that he is the best defender? In no, the I think he, he he's convinced himself, okay, I'm never going to be a great offensive player, so if I'm going to have a legacy in this league, I need to win defensive player of the year. I seriously think it's it's that, okay. and that's fine. Yeah, whatever, it's, man. It's fine. But, whatever motivates you. Whatever get whatever gets well, you out I mean, of bed in the morning. It'd be great for him just to be motivated to develop an all around game and just be great <laughs> defensively. You know, that'd be outstanding. What's the difference if you guys win a title? Who gives a shit? Oh yeah, I just don't think we're going to win a title with this guy. <laughs> I really don't. I feel like if any team outside the Nets is winning a title this year, it's the Sixers. I hope so. If they're healthy. Well, the Lakers too. Right. I, I, in the east, I said okay. outside of the nets. I said in the did I not say in the east? I meant in the east. Okay. Outside yeah, of the I, nets, I would agree. East, I, would, I would agree. I think it's the Sixers, but not because of Ben Simmons. He helps on defense, but it's because of Joel Embiid. Yeah. Um, the Suns with this win are now a game and a half behind the Jazz. Let's the go. Best record in the, the NBA. Best record in the league. Oh, oh. What do we got? PJ Dozier had a pretty nifty behind the back pass to Jokic. Close yeah. game. We might get some Dame time here on the. Got pop. some a couple close. All three are close right now. It's great. Yeah, who cares about the other ones? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, one's because one is two playoff teams in it. That's true. Portland Denver is now tied ninety nine ninety nine with five minutes left. So we may get some Dame time. Uh, well, well, was there? Was there any other games? outside of uh, the games that are still going on. 
We touched on Toronto, Brooklyn, but not. It's funny, like this. It was such a good night of games because it was a really uh, like a very good night of games. They were like, I really didn't even notice until I was looking around before we started that Luca had a thirty-point triple double. Basically, (laughs) my God, I didn't even know that until you just said it. Well, he had nine assists. He had nine assists, but uh, but it was against Detroit. It was against Detroit, which is why it's like, all right, Corey Joseph is in your starting lineup. What's happening? Like what? Like what's going on? Yeah, it's getting it's getting pretty bleak. Oh, I will say I got it. Uh, listen, I'm going to say this, and I know you probably still don't agree. Julius Randle has taken over Jeremy Grant for most improved player. I I don't think I could argue against it. I think point. it's yeah. I think at this point it's almost a lock. He's it, because he's truly gone from good player to just he he's second team All NBA. Like so, I'm, I think he's close. I think he's very close. We had this conversation. I forgot who I had this. I think I had this conversation with Giancarlo on Sunday. Um, and he, you know, the fact that he's played might do it because, you know, in the East, it, like for the forward spot, right? well, it's not even the East, right? It's just the whole NBA. Mm-hmm. So for the forward spot, LeBron, Kawhi, Kevin Durant, probably Paul George. Uh, those guys, I think, all get voted above him. Luca is considered a forward, isn't he? Um, I guess. So I, I just That's think there's Luca should be a guard. They should honestly they should need to get rid of position, to be honest. But yeah, or at least get rid of center. Yeah, and just go bigs and guards yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, it, he made Giannis. He's not gonna get it over Giannis. You know, so it's gonna be tough. It might be tough for him to even make an All NBA team but he should definitely be on it. But just, I mean, like, again, like the media, does the media, is the media going to vote for Julius Randle or are going to vote for Zion? That would be a travesty. They better. I mean, but I'm just saying, we'll see. You, everybody that loves would, Zion. That, that make it, make it a sitcom. Everybody loves Zion. <laughs> a ring to it. Uh, J- Jason Tatum. He's averaging 26. Could he make it over? Uh, I, you know, I, Julius Randle should be there. But it's just, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Definitely de- tough for second team. He should be a lock for the third team. Yeah. All right. I'll settle for that. But it, uh, but I'll actually, if they finish fourth in the East, he could get second team. I think he should. I really do. I don't, I, I, I agree. I'm just, if they get fourth, I think he, he could get it. Mm-hmm. They have to keep going. Like they, if they slide down to like seven or eight somehow or seven, I don't think they'll slide to eight. I don't think I think he'll be yeah, that, that would hurt. Yeah, but they've just been so consistent. Yeah, they've been they're killing it right now. Um, four minutes left for a little over four minutes left. Let's talk as this game is going. I, we have to address like we talked about it on this podcast. First of all, the Nuggets, we'll see what happens in this game. They've won three in a row since Jamal Murray tore his ACL. They I'm not saying they're just as good, but they haven't seemed to have missed a beat. And on the show, we discussed what was the absolute, one of the keys to this team potentially being just as good, or if they were going to step up. Michael Porter Jr. Taking those shots, right? Yeah. He's shooting in the three games, not including tonight, since Jamal Murray towards ACL. He's shooting 60% from the field and 57% from three. He's averaging 22 a game. And then he went eight for eight in the first half tonight. Oh, my God. Uh, He's not shooting well in the second half. But no one is talking about this guy this whole year. Does anybody talk about Michael Porter Jr.? I get – I mean, he has the MVP on his team, so it's tough. But he's playing – he was eight for eight, so he hasn't – so he's missed all of his shots in the second. He's not half. having a good second half of the game. He was eight for eight in the first half. So he's he's over four in the second half. What he's doing is special. Like and then to sustain the three point percentage, man, that forty. What's tops in the league right now? He's at forty three point three. I mean, it's it's just remarkable. He's up there. I mean, he's he is well. Joe Ingles is forty nine. Jesus. Uh, he's twelfth right now. Joe Ingles is still at 49. Christ. Yeah. Marcus Morris is shooting 48% from three. Wow. Guess 
are you on the list? Are you looking yeah. at the list? Oh, yeah, I was, I'm looking at. I was going to quiz Bobby you. Portis. I was going to quiz you and see if you could get Bobby Portis. <laughs> okay, Anthony Melton. What a strange year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those guys make sense. Marcus Morris doesn't make sense. Bobby Portis obviously doesn't make a lot of sense. But he only—that's the thing. It's like he qualifies, but in this league, taking two, th- two and a half threes a game is nothing. Like yeah. he must be barely qualifying. Right. Yeah. Right at the fringe, but it's still, I mean, that's big for from game to game to have a guy knocking down. I know, but look at all these other guys other than Luke Kennard and Desmond Bain. Like, yeah, you know, like Ingles is taking six. Joe Harris is taking almost seven. Marks Morris is taking five. Kate, Paul George taking seven. (laughs) Steph's taking 12 a game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Steph. What a, what a hero. What a silly goose. What a hero to the people. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to sort of address the Michael Porter. It sucks that he's really blowing he's it. Up, he's got to maybe he'll hit a game winner for us or something. That'd be that'd be sweet. Uh, the other games that are going on that are also in the fourth quarter, Memphis is losing to the Clippers. But the big story here is Jaron Jackson Jr. is back and he looks good, dude. I, yep. He looks a little slow. He's in foul. He got in some foul trouble, but. He has 11.7 rebounds and four blocks. And I was more impressed with him on the defensive end, even though he got in foul trouble. Like he's moving around out there. He's getting in obviously four block shots. I was just thinking about like him and Jonas together. It's going to be a monster front quarter. Yeah. He's got to get in shape. He's only played 15 minutes, but he, he looked, he already looked pretty good in, in that little bit of time. I really think the Grizzlies as an organization are like, one of the biggest dark horses in the whole NBA. I mean, their outlook for the next five years to me is crazy is, I mean, and it does hinge on Jaron Jackson jr's health, but I mean, they have an absolute star in John Morant. Yes. He's a point guard. So that's a concern, but then you've got Jaron Jackson jr. And then just a bunch of like proven dudes and some rookies. That are Grayson Allen. Yeah. Grayson Allen. Rough night tonight. Yeah. This is the night where he hits a game winner because he's having a rough night. That'd be that'd be great. Be electric, but we won't see it. Well, we might see it because that game's going to end after this Denver Portland game. Two minutes left, tied 101 101. Uh, well, at least that's what I have. It might be yep. updated elsewhere. No, that's right. But yeah, so Jaren, it's it's just good in a in this year, man, with all these injuries and guys falling left and right. It's nice to see somebody return from an injury. Uh, speaking of which, AD is supposed to play on Friday. Huge, huge that's, for the league. Uh, huge, huge for the Lakers, but um, we'll see. I mean, they I guess they said as long as he and KD might be playing too on Friday. No, AD is supposed to play tomorrow, and KD is supposed to play Friday. Gotcha. So we're we're getting we're getting there. We're getting there. It it does feel as though these teams are just being a little more cautious than they normally would be just to get these guys healthy for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And with KD, it makes more – well, no, for both of them, it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. But Dame just hit a, a little little mid-range jumper, 103-103. This could be it. 90 be a seconds finish. left. Michael Porter Jr., no, not doing anything. Uh, I will keep you posted. Thank you. But good, good to see guys coming back from injuries because it's just been such a shitty year with all that. Yeah, and maybe it starts to level out. I, I do think it's been like – an anomaly type of year. I don't know what the hell is going on, but it's just yeah, every I mean, single look, night. Yeah. I mean, shortened off season, less time between games, no time to recover. Guys are getting hurt. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not, not a doctor, but <laughs> I got to think that that's it, that that's a big part of it, that these guys, their bodies are not equipped to, they're not galvanized for the regular season. Sorry. That's a, that's that the no, but it's oh. somebody. Seth Joyner, a former Eagle, says it a lot. So, for what in what context? Like it he, seems like that word you just used it totally is, out of context. He's, he's furious about players not playing in the preseason. Oh, so they got to get to galvanize them. You have to galvanize your body to every day playing in contact and stuff. So, I feel like he's using that wrong. He might be. He might be. I'm gonna look up galvanize. Uh, like I feel like galvanize. Hold on. No, I think galvanize. I think it is right. A more coated with a protected layer of zinc or iron or yeah. Steel. So that's what you gotta. 
you need that protective layer of zinc in the preseason <laughs> to protect yourself for an 82 games. Like, I feel like there's a different definition that I, um, yeah, no shock or excite someone into taking that's, action. That's, yeah. that's the, the, the meaning that I've heard before. Like we mm-hmm. have to galvanize the troops or the team. Right, right, right. Yeah. The alternate meaning that he's talking about is to add a protective layer. To coat iron or steel with a protective <laughs> layer of zinc. <laughs> I didn't know it had anything to do with zinc, but. I didn't even. I, know I that, knew it had to do with strength. I didn't know, was, I didn't know there was like a like a protective layer of zinc. Like people. No, I, I didn't know. I, I do uh, like. I don't know anything about zinc. Yeah, neither do I. Is it an element or is it just a molecule? What, what is it? What are we I talking? I think about? it's a molecule. <laughs> I think it's a. Well, metal. I mean, there's definitely zinc molecules, but is zinc, zinc just an element? Zinc's a metal, right? Is not a scientist. Zinc an element? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's an element. It's one of the elements. Okay, but it's a metal element. Yeah, yeah. With it's on the table that the uh, yeah, it's ZN. Yeah, is the it's on the uh, mm-hmm. the periodic table. Yes, I know about science. Yeah, we are. <laughs> There's got to be someone listening to this whose head is just about to explode with the misinformation flying around. I mean, this whole week has just been yeah, <laughs> just, pretty pretty brutal. It's been one of those. Uh, Denver is up 104-103 with a minute left, minute 10 left. Um, Dame just ran Iverson cut, took a 30-footer and misses it. Jokic with the rebound. One minute left, Denver up by one. We shall see. Uh, then there was one other game tonight, but it was stinky. Minnesota Still going Sacramento. on. Still going on. Although we did say like, we should check and, and update it tomorrow that, um, oh, my goodness. Jokic drove drove to the paint, missed the layup, and P.J. Dozier came out of nowhere put with back. a put-back dunk. Ooh. But I think they called a foul on camp. Yep, they called a foul before the put-back. So Jokic is going to the line. Um, we should check tomorrow or tonight after if the Kings and the T-Wolves are – going to have the most combined points between two teams playing back-to-backs like like in the mm-hmm. next night. They had, they put up 254 collectively last night. And it's 115-110 with 450 left in that game. So they're on pace to put up 500 points between the two. In, in two nights. Yeah. I mean, that, that's crazy. <laughs> that is wild. God, I hope this Denver report. I want Dame to do something. I also don't want this game to go to overtime. Yeah. 40 seconds left. Denver's up by well now Denver's up one. Dame just scored so thirty five seconds left. Denver's up one. Oh brother, another one of these. Another one of these endings. I mean, we can so, talk yeah. about the periodic table until the cows come home. So I mean, yeah, if we want to kill some time. <laughs> Was there any other news today? I mean, we. I mean, there's only eighteen seconds left. There you go. Will Barton high pick and roll kicks to Jokic. Jokic for three. He missed it. And Aaron Gordon got an offensive rebound. Jump ball, they call here. Oh, my. Eight seconds left, jump ball. Between Aaron, who? Aaron Gordon and... Dame? Hmm. My money's on Aaron Gordon. Yeah, but this sits, this sets up a Dame time situation because right. now the Denver will get the ball, they'll foul, make the shots. Eight seconds left. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be Dame. Could have been Robert Covington, but it's Dame. It was close. Um, there was something I well, I wanted to talk about this podcast I was listening to today. Yeah, I do want to bring, but I I want to see what happens at the end here before I talk about that. Oh oh oh, Portland got it. Norm Powell floater for the win. He missed it. Game over. That was not your best. <laughs> I'm not a play-by-play guy, man. I know, I know. Not a play-by-play guy. And I also was half paying. I didn't even see the jump ball go up. Got tipped out. Covington ended up with the ball. They didn't call a timeout, and they just tried to score. So Denver wins 106-105. All right. I did want to bring up this podcast that I've been listening to because I did think, like, I, I still not a ton of people listening, but if even like some people who are involved that are like NBA fans that are active, like on Twitter and stuff, 
can like need to listen to this show. Maybe it'll be good. Um, the show's called Death at the Wing. Um, and it's Adam McKay, who is the um, director. He's the director of like the movie Vice, Step Brothers, The Big Short. Uh, works has worked a lot with like Will Ferrell and all that stuff. Um, it's he, he's the host and he produces the podcast, and it is, um, it's. Hold on, I'm trying. I'm sorry. I'm trying to just look up the guy's name from um, this this episode that I was listening to. Um, so basically, in the in the 80s and early 90s, a bunch of NBA players died. And it was just like all these like very shocking like events that he's going back and unpacking, but in the lens of what was going on in the United States at that time and how the rise in the, like of the popularity of the NBA becoming mainstream correlated with these guys getting into these sort of situations. Like for example, Len Bias Mm -hmm. who OD'd on cocaine before he even played for the Celtics, those type of stories. But today's was about a guy named Ricky Barry who had committed suicide. Um, and he, it, the, the episode focuses on like mental health back then and how obviously during that time, people didn't talk about it and how things changed and how uh, like Jimmy Carter was like tried to address sort of the things that was going on in the country and people didn't like it. And then like Reagan just was the anti, like he was like a cowboy, like nothing's wrong with our country, this and like that. It sort of goes into the politics of it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that's amazing about it was he had Jerry West on and Jerry West is very open about how he suffered from depression when he was a professional athlete. But back then they didn't know, right? And just sort of talking about how there's this pressure of being an athlete that most guys that become professional athletes, um, they come from certain situations. Now there's the few, like I'm looking at Austin rivers, didn't come from a tough situation, Steph Curry. So, so, but the majority of professional athletes come from rough situations. And then once they get to these places like fame and money, they have this pressure, not only from the public, but to succeed, to provide for their family and everybody that they're taking care of, because that's what their goal has always been. And he talks about how he felt that pressure a lot because he came from a family with not, with not a lot and had all these, you know, siblings and parents and stuff like that. But basically I think it's a good thing that, and that any sports fan to, for them to listen to, because I've talked about on here a lot, how I've gotten so like, uh, in like I've had to get like invested in Twitter in NBA Twitter because of the podcast and all that stuff. And I've always known the way people talk about athletes and, and the way we sort of treat them as a, as commodities more than people. And when athletes now talk about mental health or they complain, or they say that, I think a lot of times people chalk it up to like this era of being kind of soft. And I think it's very eye-opening if you listen to Jerry West talk about how it's been happening forever. There just was a time where they couldn't talk. They weren't allowed to talk about it. Mm -hmm. It was like not, it was taboo or you were called insane or crazy. Right. And I think it could help people gain a little bit of perspective of like what goes on in the mind of NBA players. And then it, and, and then it talks about the evolution of players. Like it talks about Ron Artest thanking his therapist after the championship and how revolutionary that was because no one did that kind of thing. And then Kevin Love coming out publicly and all that. And I just, we, you know, we make fun of guys. I don't think we're too hard on guys. Like we make fun of Trey Young, but I don't think we're that hard on him. But people, even in the, like the media and fans are so mean to these guys, like just so mean, like, and there, there does come with like some level of when you're famous, you're in the spotlight, people are going to pick at you. But I do think there is room for people to understand, like 
these are humans and especially in the social media era, like we can be, we can do better than just like trashing these people at every instance, just because you're not a fan of them or their team. And when guys say that, like it impacts them, it does because they're people. And I, we say it on here and I say it and whatever, but who am I? But if you, I, I, the reason I would think people should listen to this is because when you listen to Jerry West, talk about it, it's the fucking logo, right? He's like synonymous with the NBA. Mm-hmm. And then just the whole, I mean, the podcast in itself is incredible, but this episode kind of touched close. Cause I think we see it constantly now. Yeah. Every, every week there's another story of, this guy's insane or this guy's losing his mind or this guy's this, or this guy's that. And it's like, uh, maybe we just like stay out of his personal life and let him play basketball. You know? Yeah, no, I feel that a lot. Um, I just, I don't know. I have a a lot of thoughts about this, but it's just a lot of times when you're, when you're bashing a guy on Twitter or, or even talking about how, like how bad a player is, it just doesn't even feel like it's real. You know, it doesn't ever feel like it could land but it does, you know, like mm-hmm. it is a real median that these guys look at. Um, and it's remarkable because you're, you're miles away, miles away from somebody and, uh, and you type something that you would never, ever, ever say to the guy's face or even yell at him from an arena. So it's just kind of like this, this median where you feel like you have the security blanket to be a dick and you don't, you, you know, and maybe I don't know if it's getting worse or better. Probably getting I think it's worse. Way worse. Yeah, I think it's worse than it's ever been because of social media. Mm-hmm. No, I mean but, within like the like since the rise of social media, like in over the last six years, it probably is still getting worse. Like, I think it's particularly yeah. bad. Yeah. It's, but I think there is. Look, you're a professional athlete. Fans pay for league pass. They pay to go to to games. If you're playing bad, it comes with. And people are talking shit about you playing bad. That comes with the territory, I think. Mm-hmm. It may not be easy to hear it, but that's also kind of what you signed up for. Like, if you're a ba- if you're a professional basketball player getting paid a lot of money to play basketball, and people are like, "This guy's playing like shit," and he's playing like shit, well, then you're just playing like shit. Like that's kind of. But when it starts to become like this guy's weak or this guy's family or this guy, what's he doing off the court? And let's dig into his personal life and let's let's crush him as a pro. Oh, he's he's soft because he went to this team or he made this decision and now he's a bad person. That shit is the stuff that's like gotten way out of control. I think. Yeah. Well, because it's almost more interesting to some people, people that don't actually like the game. I know it's yeah. more interesting to them. It, it's the soap opera around the game and ESPN is ta- and, and, you know, mainstream sports media has tapped into that like at like scavengers or i don't know but you know well so, it was and that, that is a oh, something that i like so much about this show and being part of the show is that we talk about the game you know mm-hmm. and we get into some funny stuff off the court and some i mean we make fun of guys court. but yeah, it, yeah. it's all in jest like mm-hmm. i don't dislike trey young right yeah exactly. he's goofy looking mm-hmm. it is what it is and you know what if he ever said to, if he ever came out and was like i don't like people talking about my appearance I'd probably stop, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like he's leaned into the goofiness a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't you know think I mean? we've said anything that crosses a line. Maybe we have. Maybe we should go back. I don't know. I don't know. I and think yeah. we probably have. I think mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm guilty of saying some stuff, and right. I probably sound like a hypocrite because I'm sure at some point on this show I probably crushed somebody. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna try not to. Try yeah, to I mean, better. just the fact keeping it in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also I do think a lot of where I crush guys is the game. And exactly. just how I feel about right. them as a basketball player, not mm-hmm. as a person. I don't give a shit about most of these guys as people. I don't mean that in a negative way. No, so, I know like, what you mean. Yeah, I don't know not... them. I don't know their life. They don't know me. All I know about them is I love this sport and I followed it. And most of my adult life has revolved around it. So, that, so I, you know, I'm critical of players. Uh, but it's gotten, it's gotten to this point where just, mm-hmm. and we obviously see that there's guys, Kevin Durant, Dame, these guys are CJ McCollum, the guys that are on Twitter, all Steph, they're on Twitter. They see everything. Crime Faces is out there responding to me. You don't think Kevin Durant sees what other people with bigger accounts see? You know what I mean? Well, we know like, he does. <laughs> right. We but I'm just Kevin saying, Durant. and yeah. obviously it impacts his, his mindset. And I know the prevailing thought for most people is like, oh, he's so rich. Who cares? That doesn't matter. It's not, 
that does that doesn't matter right yeah if, if that's enough for you to rationalize it then you know maybe look inward a little bit <laughs> yeah well that's jealousy to yeah. put so the podcast is called death at the wing and the whole series is really good and they're short they're only like 35 40 minute episodes um, but i thought i'd suggest it if you're looking for less of a game breakdown and more of just like a cool not cool because it's about a bunch mm, of guys informative, dying. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that you will learn. There's guys on here that I forgot about or don't even know about. Like there's one about a guy who got killed in Chicago and it talks about the entire like history of gun violence in Chicago. Cause it's a very interesting episode. So um, yeah. Death at the wing. So I'm glad I remembered because I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I know I texted you while I was listening to it today. As like I said, I wanted the Clippers ended up beating the Grizzlies, by the way. And the Kings and Wolves have gone over 500 points in the last two days. So, <laughs> so that's a that's a good way to end with actual basketball talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, 80 plays tonight. If you're listening to this, 80 plays tonight. So we'll see you tomorrow morning. We'll talk about that later. Later. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.